I was six. My babysitter was murdered. And they never caught him? Justice was done. Wanna play? Nika, the murders were real. Chucky never was. That's right. He was a fantasy. A delusion. Are you feeling better now? I don't blame you for being afraid. I was very ill. Chucky told me. He's coming for you. It's important that we all explore it together as a group. I think I have something that will help. Whoa. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? First, he'll kill each and every one of you in the most horrible ways you can imagine. And then he'll kill me, too. Come to mommy. Are you afraid of the truth? Terrified. You should be too. Night night. <laughs> and they call me sick? Wait a minute, there's two of them? He'll kill us all! Voicing a CG baby that drives a car. <laughs> I would love that. Dwayne the Rock Johnson as the baby driver. Hey, you guys get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, and he's a baby. I would love Did that. we mention that? Oh, he was in those shitty insurgent movies, Divergent, Insurgent, Blah Blah Blurgent. <laughs> They're not shitty. You'd like those? Yeah, they're quite entertaining, aren't they? I guess. In the sense that teen, another teen dystopia? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, another fucking Transformers movie. <laughs> I'm going to start bleeping everything. Well, you know, parapet, but... Bleep it with something appropriate, you know, Halloween. <laughs> right. Ghost moaning or something. Yes. Oh, you're not recording it, are you? Oh, it's recording. Oh, blimey. I'll just fade it up with music behind it. You know how we do. You know how we do. You ready to kick it off? Well, it seems <clears throat> like we've already been recording, so sure. <laughs> it's been kicked. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. Notice I didn't say exciting episode? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to promise exciting until I know what Will thinks of Chucky. But we're back. It's October. We've been, uh, two of us at least, have been watching a horror movie a day. Um, Will didn't bring his list, but... Uh, I do have my list. Yeah, that list. I, I, I tried to remember it, but I feel like I'm forgetting one. Oh, okay. And for the life of me, I can't find it on any of the services we watched. It? 
no, not it. Oh, but oh. it referring to the movie uh, yeah, yeah. that we wa- we may have watched. Yeah, one of my missing films. Yeah, but uh, I got six of them down. Gotcha. All right, so thank you to the Moonrays for giving us that song. Intro creature features at the top of the show. Uh, you can find their music on iTunes or Amazon, where you can buy it digitally, and you can say hello to them on Facebook, where they are the Moon Dash Rays. Um, so it's um, Bela Lugosi's 135th birthday today. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't look a day over 134. No. Uh, and it's October. Do you still get birthdays after you die? I don't know. I mean, can you anniversary of their birth? Yeah, I see that that sort of thing posted online and. I, I never, like, say happy birthday to someone who's dead. Does it not sound strange? Because, yes. you know, it's like Jack Kirby would have been 100 this year. Yeah. But everybody's like, oh, happy birthday, Jack. Right. Yeah, hell Jack died happier. in 1993. Yeah, I, I can see, like, marking it, saying, oh, 100 years ago, this great yeah. artist was born. Was and the... Here's some of his stuff. You know, you should check him out. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, saying happy birthday to happy a corpse. Happy birthday is... to a corpse seems... <laughs> Bad taste. Not on this. You'll get cursed. Not on this show. You know, this show should be a warning. I think all these horror movies I've watched, you know, are just a good warning. You know what to do. Don't piss off the dead. In one way or in one way or another, they're all cautionary tales. Mm -hmm. We uh, so we lost Umberto Lenzi. Yes, we did. Um, You know, I could screw this up pretty easily because I get my Italian directors confused. Um. Because all the overdubbing sounds the same. He's, yeah. he's, I, I check out his movies when they come around. Right. Almost certainly, yeah. Because you know he generally does something outrageous. Yeah, let's and make, that's why you watch Italian or yeah, yeah. You want you want to you want to see you want like a, something a bit an, an aerobics class attacked by running zombies. Yeah. So let's see. Oh yeah, Cannibal Ferox. That was one. Oh, of that. that's, boy. that's yeah. the one I was thinking of. That yeah, I, I knew it was one of the Cannibal yeah, films. Saw that once. Eaten alive. I wonder if that was any good. That I have not seen. Oh, dude, I am lost with these. I think things. that's the kind of uh, Jim Jones Cannibal crossover one. <clears throat> yeah. So we've got um, Almost Human and Eyeball, which even if you don't like Eyeball, it's got a great poster. Yes. Here, you can scroll those. Maybe, maybe one. Okay, I almost. It's back into the seventies. Spasmo. That was an okay giallo. Seven bloodstained orchids. Ooh, I love the title. Yeah, and just check out the posters for these. They're pretty cool. Yeah, if you don't spend enough on the movie, just spend a little more on the poster. It makes up for it. <laughs> yeah, Italian posters are excellent. I prefer my giallos to have long titles like that. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully including a number and a color. Mm-hmm. And perhaps an animal or insect. Mm-hmm. Or a plant. Yeah, that, that helps too. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of movies. Yeah. Seven dancing tarantulas. Wasn't there like an online yellow title generator that you could just put, in, should be. put in an animal and a color? And... Yeah, there was an, there was an online... Uh, hipster business generator uh i don't remember if it was the logo it was the business name and the logo because it would have like two crossed arrows and it, it would be like <laughs> oh god i'm trying to think of the one i saved it it was like a, a jacqueline loon jacqueline loon yeah it's like you know uh Cinderblock and Finch, you know, just yeah. just two unrelated words, and then a 
couple of crossed arrows. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, Lindsay, he was, he was one of the, uh, Italian directors that, uh, that wasn't a Bava. Yeah. <laughs> so Bela Lugosi would have been 135 today. Hmm. I think it was also Tom Petty's birthday. If only he hadn't abused heroin. Right. He could have made it. <laughs> right. Oh, formaldehyde is how it was, I guess, what he ended up with at the end. I suppose. He's buried in his in his costume, wasn't he? Yep. And that wasn't just like a, a faked picture. That was for real. Mm. That's crazy. That's cool, though. I mean, <laughs> you got to go out like that. So we are your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will and Jolien. And uh, we're going to talk about some horror movies. We're going to spoil them, at least the the featured attraction ones, which um, the Cult of Chucky will be the one we spoil for sure. Chucky did it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true on, on several levels. What did you watch since last time, Will, with your 31 days March, All right. March to Halloween? Uh, this isn't in any order, and I think I'm missing one, as I mentioned. But we watched one called Whistle and I'll Come to You. Oh, yeah. Which is an M.R. James mm-hmm. ghost story. Uh, ooh, pretty creepy visual at the end with uh, these hands coming under the door. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Uh, it was nice. I enjoyed is it. Is that the yeah, BBC film? BBC one with yeah. uh, John Hurt. Okay. From uh, 2010. Oh, okay. I've seen the older version. Mm-hmm. So, so let's take a, a quick aside here. Jolien, did, did you grow up with M.R. James stories around yep. Christmas time? Yep. As things you would read in a book or things that they did BBC well, productions just like of? Christmas is traditional horror time. Yeah. See, more than Halloween used to be. What we've decided to do, uh, since we like this 31 days of Halloween, we want to uh, continue it and have uh, Noir Vember. Noir Vember is mm-hmm. great. And Dead Sember. Oh. And Dead Sember, we'll, we're just going to watch ghost stories. Oh, okay. love this. So, <laughs> so we've had to we've had to call a moratorium on ghost stories though for the rest of uh, Halloween. Right. So I've got this excellent edition of um, annotated M.I. James stories. So Ooh. it goes into because every story involves some scholar or something, and he, he usually doesn't translate Latin himself because oh, okay. his his story is written for him to read to students oh, and they would be expected to know what he's talking about. Oh, okay. So yeah. like, it gives you what the Latin is or the uh, various texts he refers yeah, to. Yeah. Cause there's a ring in this one that, right. that has a Latin phrase and he, uh, yes, they translate it for you. And I figured probably in the book, they, they wouldn't do no. that sort of thing. And yeah. And that, and that story, the title itself refers back to uh, a song. Yeah. An old song, but I don't know it. Being yeah. American, I have no idea what that song right. is. Uh, we watched another one recently called... Um, I don't know. We can edit it in. Well, I, I, I lent Richard but, um, Night the Demon, which is based off of M.I. James's um, Casting of the Runes. Oh, okay. Story. So. Yeah, we watched one with Michael Palin recently, and I can't remember, but... It had a bunch of things in it that I felt were like, oh, I wish I had an annotated version of the show because yes. <laughs> I, I don't know what song they're referring to. I know Scarborough Fair, mm-hmm. but they refer to other versions and things. And I don't know. It was kind of interesting. Anyway, yep. enough on that. After that, we watched something recommended to us because we watched 
uh, whistle and I'll come to you, called Brackenmore, which was a hundred and twenty or no hour and twenty minute long um, kind of Wicker Man thing crossed with Lovecraft myths. It was crap. <laughs> it oh. had so much potential, <laughs> and it started out really good, mm-hmm. and it was kind of interesting. And then it just kind of ended, and it threw this sort of, I don't know, what if Carrie was going to be sacrificed as the Wicker Man, and then she killed all the people who sacrificed her. It was, I'm giving it away, but <laughs> it wasn't worth getting there. Okay. It's okay um, to ruin stuff that you don't want anyone to waste their time watching. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I felt bad um, because I like the start of it a lot. Um, then we watched something called The Babysitter. Oh, yeah, I watched it. Did you watch that? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. It was not great. <laughs> yeah. It was lacking, severely lacking in some places, but... Uh, but it made up for it in other ways, didn't it? In other ways, it was funny and cute enough that I enjoyed it as a funny horror movie. Um, yeah. It, it didn't bother me in any way. I liked it enough. Yeah. In a... uh, it was, uh, the bar on horror is pretty low. Mm-hmm. So far, it's been met by the Kevin Costner film, The New Daughter. That's been our like bar. We've had several lately that have failed to meet the bar set by new daughter (laughs) which was low let me tell you really low like competently acted creepy atmosphere um you know uh that's pretty much all we're asking for you know um several movies this week brackenmore being one of them failed to to, uh cross that bar oh my (laughs) we watched um one call. Oh, at some point we watched Kill Baby Kill, mm. which was pretty good. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, did, another did Dwayne, Bava. Did Dwayne the Rock Johnson voice the baby in this? He did, and he <laughs> was killing. I'm picturing a really buff baby, <laughs> like really muscular baby with tattoos. No, I'm picturing just a really, really poorly done CG baby. <laughs> Driving a car, <laughs> we'll get but with a rock's voice. He's <laughs> smoking a cigar. I always loved when the babies would smoke cigars in, in cartoons. Oh, man. A child smoking in a film is still delightful to this day. <laughs> Not so much a chimpanzee anymore, although. No, that's just sad. It's kind of sad, but whatever. Uh, then we watched something called... The Cult of Chucky. Mm. I don't know if either of you have seen it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. And then I watched one last night that was terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. It was called Dark Signal. It was sold to us as a ghost story set in a in a uh, radio studio. Um, and it's kind of a nighttime program, and they have a psychic on, and then they... EVP bullshit ensues. EVP bullshit ensues. But no, rather than just stick with the EVP bullshit, they threw in a slasher. So there's this serial killer going around, and there's like these four just separate stories that all kind of spooky, Hmm. um, all kind of ghost... They sort of involve 
the spirit of a woman who's been killed by the slasher. But a lot of it seemed like, what the fuck was going on? What am I watching? A lot of screaming and too much torture. Hmm. That it just it ended up turning me off. And Gene was actively mad having watched it. <laughs> yeah, when your wife starts punching you because... She's like, what the fuck yeah. am I watching? This? I didn't make the movie. Quit hitting me. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't. She's like, this is terrible. I'm leaving. In fact, if we watch something else like this again, I'm going to stop it and start something new. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sometimes it's okay to just bail out. No, I've decided anything we watch this time, we have to sit through it at least once. And I mean, it has to be really bad for me not to. If, I, if I'm watching through. something for the first time with Emily and either one of us gets up to use the bathroom and says, oh, uh, just keep it going. going. Then, you, you know, you stop it. <laughs> Watch something else. Oh, see, I figure at a horror movie, I try to pick nothing longer than 90 minutes. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, we can we can power through. Right. So uh, did either of you watch A Ghost Story? Because you were both very excited about watching it No, I didn't get to see it. I don't know where to find it. And honestly, it's been... It's on disc. Oh, okay. Uh, Where do I get this disc? (laughs) Physical media. Oh, God. I I don't know, man. I don't know what that is I know it's a bit 20th century, but... Um, It's it's a ghost story, not just ghost story. Mm -hmm. Okay, a ghost story. Ghost story is the one with like Fred Astaire and Douglas Fairbanks. Yeah, let's see. And Alice Krieg. Yeah, that one. That one I liked. This may this may interfere with the um, with the electronic equipment, but I'm going to look this up and see if IMDb says what it's available on as far as. Do they tell you on there? They well, usually it's only Amazon. I use a uh, program called an app called uh, something something i don't want to advertise them i don't know if they're any good they might be evil people but they run a pretty good app <laughs> so it tells you what streaming service. but it tells you what streaming service it's called uh what to watch i think okay yeah and uh it's been pretty good although you can punch something in and it'll tell you there is zero fines and you can just hit enter again and it'll bring up like you know, the actual movie, but you could punch in RoboCop and it won't, it'll tell you there's nothing out there. There's no movie called RoboCop. You're crazy. <laughs> this is some shit from a fever dream. There's no yeah. RoboCop. What is that? Like Robo. half robot, half cop? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Try and make that into a movie. <laughs> uh, you know, I kind of wonder if Amazon owns IMDb because every time you go oh it's, it's like yeah, how it's available they do it for links to it yeah yeah they're like oh available from amazon mm-hmm. also buyable from amazon anything else like netflix or no nothing okay yeah, it's brand new i mean it, the, the movie is from 2017 so mm-hmm. i'm not surprised that you would have to pay the 499 or whatever but um i might pay for it it's got casey affleck it in it it sounded compelling yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jolien I'm going to like it just so Jolien can go, what the... No, what? if you what? like it, great. Tell me why you like it. That's all I ask. Explain I'm yourself. Gonna explain it with... You've you got a lot of explaining. If you didn't get it, you didn't get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just some smug response like that. Yeah. Oh, I, I suppose you well, just... Well, <laughs> the people who are meant to get it, get it. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. 
All right. Was that it for your list? Uh, yeah. Chart Brilliant. signal. Yeah. Miss it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the killer's caught on fire at the end. <laughs> and he bumps into his van that's also been doused with gasoline. And then it gets hit by a police car and it explodes. It doesn't even get hit by a police car. <laughs> this man bumps. He's lit. He's fully engulfed in flame. He bumps into the thing kind of like you'd bump into the wall if you were mildly drunk. Not very hard. And the whole car explodes. <laughs> but at this point, it all seems so just kind of distasteful. <laughs> I kind of liked what they were going for at first. I thought the idea of weaving kind of just separate horror stories um, around the radio might work. Yeah. Um, but it ended up just being, I don't know, a lazy man slasher fic pick. Yeah. yeah. Serial killer. Not even a Jason Voorhees supernatural slasher. Just some dude in a dirty mask killing people. Yeah, that's sad. Without even the style of a Bava mm-hmm. who would, you know, kill people, but, you know, not linger on it. Right. And go on to something else that's interesting to look at. <laughs> I don't need to see a filthy, I don't know, barn for half an hour while you drive a stake into someone's leg. Yeah. Fair point. All right, Jolene, what'd you watch? Well, uh, having having enjoyed The Mummy. Yes. Uh, I thought I'd check out the, uh, well, rewatch. Uh, there was a, another big budget Mummy movie from a while ago called The Awakening from 1980 starring uh, Charlton Heston hmm. and uh, Susanna York. I don't think I know anything about this. So this um, this is based on Jewel of the Seven Stars by Bram Stoker. Okay. As was Blood from the Mummy's Tomb. Hmm. Uh, but basically it's, it's the same, you know, the usual mummy setup of reincarnation and another woman in modern day. and Yeah. Um, so Charlton Heston is this uh, archaeologist, and uh, as he's opening up this tomb of this uh, this kind of taboo woman from ancient Egypt, uh, it's intercut with his wife uh, giving birth, and then it skip you know, it skips to years later when the the, the girl has become an adult, and mm-hmm. and uh, he he's having uh, warmer feelings for her than. Are normal. Maybe a dad should. Mm. And uh, it doesn't really go that far into it. It just leaves that as a sort of subtext. Um, doesn't dare go that far. But um, yeah. Um, and, and and again, the first two thirds of it kind of makes sense. And the last third of it just gets more and more fragmented, you know, <laughs> chaotic. And it's like by, by the end of it, it's like uh, I, I was wondering what was what, going what, on what's happening um yeah there, there didn't seem to be a consensus on the part of the movie makers whether they were going to make a horror movie or a thriller or, or what you know um so yeah it's pretty similar to the, the more recent one um all right uh so i had a i finished up a story and then had a couple of days waiting for approval so i i caught up on watching movies okay. um the One Star Film Fest marches on. Yeah, uh, starting with Donna and the Giants, which is uh, 
there's this Filipina superhero character named Dana who's been in movies oh, okay. since the 50s. Uh, so Dana and the Giants from 1973. Uh, this one's directed by Emmanuel Bolaza and Leody Diaz. And you've got invaders from a flying saucer who enlarge five locals who go on the rampage in the Philippines. And uh, Dana has this uh, excellent fight with them. <laughs> she, she, she's this kind of Wonder Woman character and she yeah. like, can fly and she like blinds one and he walks into power lines and uh, clobbers one uh, in the face with a church bell. <laughs> and, wow. When uh, she picks up and drops in a volcano. So she, so she didn't really, she didn't really uh, know him, but his face rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I won't give away all their fates, but it's pretty good. Is it? Um, and, and she, she's played by Vilma Santos. It's her second Dana movie. Um, so anyway, that's pure entertainment. Um, all right, I saw uh, one from 2015 called The Black Coat's Daughter, which originally oh, yeah. was released as February. Have you seen that one? No. So but this is from Oz Perkins, who did uh, I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. Okay. Anthony Perkins' son. Yes. So uh, it's him and his brother Elvis. Yeah. Elvis did the music for it, as you might hope. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's a good soundtrack. I, I liked it. Um, so... Uh, this one, like, I think it was made in 2015 and then did the round of festivals and eventually got out into theatres in, like, last year. Um, but this is, like, um, uh, it's slow-paced and uh, the... F- um, yeah, the I Am The Pretty Thing was really slow-paced. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. It was great. Uh, I like this one a lot. It's, it's like, a lot... It's really about like loss and loneliness and building this cold atmosphere in this like winter bound East Coast, like this New York um, girls' school. Oh. Where there's like a couple of girls being left behind. And then you start getting hints of. So it's. I don't want to give it away, but it sounds like it's an old TV movie plot about going on a girls' school. Um, And you kind of. Yeah, you, you don't. It. But it, it treats it in a really different way, and it's really slow paced and like builds up this dread, and it's yeah. uh, kind of creepy. And the leads in it are really good. Uh, the framing and the disjointed dialogue reminded me of like, uh, have you seen La Ventura, Antonioni film from? I don't 62. think so. But like, uh, you get this framing <clears throat> where people are cut off at odd points. Oh, okay. And there's like a lot of space around them. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, the surroundings are. Uh, as important as the foreground yeah. figures and stuff. Um, yeah, it, and it pays off, most importantly. Fantastic. Uh, is, yeah, I really recommend All that right, one. I'm watching that one. Yeah. Uh, the Black Coat's Daughter is out on disc. and uh, It's if on you... Netflix, I is it? believe. Yeah. Okay. Um, Netflix or Amazon, one of the two. I saw it looking for movies. I didn't, I didn't see movies. it on Netflix. Uh, it must be Amazon then. Okay, yeah. Um, check that out. All right, uh, Transformers: The Last Night. <laughs> Another fucking Transformers <laughs> yeah. movie. How was it? Oh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, it was I everything so you expected. Oh, of course. Uh, you know, is hyperbolic. Michael Bay still doing these? Yeah, he, I think he said it's his last one. And Didn't he say that the last? Maybe two? Mark Wahlberg says it's his last one as well. Um, so yeah, you, you, it's nonsensical is this the fifth transformers yes. movie 
of the Michael Bay series. Oh my god! Uh, Anthony Hopkins is playing the Orson Welles role of like a great thespian <laughs> as a transformer. Uh, he doesn't actually get to turn into a transformer. No, oh. but he has a he has a has a kind of robot butler. Mm. Um, but anyway, so a lot of it's set in Britain and it like uh, mixes Transformers into the history of the world and it shows them like in Arthurian times through Battle of Trafalgar up to World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Transformers and all those. Yeah, but the uh, um, yeah, you should check out your history books. You know, you might see some things in the background you never noticed before. <gasps> Look, that... uh, but they're quite fun. They like they reproduce like uh, how the posters used to look and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know some of the illustrations from, and, and some of the classic paintings. Like the, there's this classic painting, the Battle of Trafalgar, and they okay. got stuck a transformer in it. Nice, <laughs> but uh, oh man, it delivers on spectacle. I think because uh, um, maybe because it's like made for 3D, and maybe because the technology is caught up with them, it's not like rapid cut, just oh, okay. close-ups of <clears throat> blurred stuff, shiny things. Uh, there's this kind of gliding through vast spectacle oh okay uh, and uh yeah there's some amazing amazing stuff in it and it's uh it's really stupid it's really <laughs> stupid. yeah I, I enjoyed that um they're gonna put that in the laurel leaves on the back of the and dvd case so after i saw that like uh, it kind of colored what i watched for the rest of the day so i watched this one called madam satan from 9.30 and this is yeah. by Cecil B. DeMille yeah. and you read the reviews of that and it's like um, uh, it you know it's uneven the comedy's clumsy uh, but the spectacle's really good mm-hmm. oh this sounds familiar <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this this one is kind of a it's like a Zeppelin disaster movie fancy dress musical sex comedy uh, you got <laughs> yeah. Roland Young in it playing a drunk toff again um, but it's great. So, like, about halfway through this movie, all the the rich people, I think it's in Chicago, but they they pile into this huge zeppelin, and it's this like pretty good, like you know, vast like miniature set thing. But the, then they have this like massive interior, you know, full scale thing, and yeah. they have this costume party, and the cost costumes in it are just crazy. Apparently, they had, the censors made them like put more, you know, less revealing clothing mm. on the women but they they push it and uh yeah so you've got there's like spider girl uh there's one called power of the modern age where they've got like a lightning bolts coming off the costume and uh miss <clears throat> miss conning tower <laughs> that's a good one and then the, and then and of course the star one is madam satan she turns up and then everything goes horribly wrong um i watched a werewolf movie called blood and chocolate how is it uh from 2007 it's directed by Katja von Garnier. Um, so this stars Agnes Bruckner, who is in the woods. Uh, she's she's good. And she's this, like, survivor of a werewolf family that gets massacred in the Colorado Rockies. Mm. And she so she goes off to uh, uh, Bucharest, and she, like, uh, uh, where her werewolf tribe is living. Uh, and it, it's a bit too twilighty. Mm. Um, even before twilight yeah um but like transformers it also references vivian the lady in the lake and uh, i looked up who the screenwriter was and he'd worked on the previous two transformers movies huh (laughs) that's odd (laughs) 
And I watched uh, Krish 3 from 2013 by Rakesh Roshan. This is the, like the last of the, well, Krish trilogy so far. It's this uh, Bollywood superhero movies. Uh, yeah, I really like these. They star Hrithik uh, uh, Roshan and Priyanka Chopra plays his uh, wife in this one. Um, uh, Hrithik Roshan is like this amazing looking guy and he's a, he's a good dancer as well so he can really act with his body language and he plays like these kind of three different characters huh. uh, and hmm. they look just the way they act and uh, move around is just like really different he's, he's pretty impressive um, and that, that's pretty fun and you've got all these like mutants in there uh, like chameleon woman who like kind of things out at one point uh there's a like a cheetah woman, an ant man, scorpion woman, and rhino man. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. And uh, then I watched uh, another amicus movie I hadn't seen before called The Psychopath. Okay. Uh, written by Robert Bloch. This is from 1966. <laughs> really? Um, directed by Freddie Francis. Um, so this is like a murder mystery involving dolls, like Victorian dolls. The physicopath. Yeah. And... Uh, there's, um, you know, like a doll made to look like the victim turns up at the site of each victim. Mm. Um, you can guess who the killer is if you've seen any thrillers that involve people in wheelchairs, um, uh-huh. as, as mentioned before. Yes. Uh, it is very predictable. I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not really giving it away. Uh, it's very dark and some of the images are quite creepy, especially at the end. Um, and uh, But the, there's not much oomph to the kills. It, it could have been a good kind of crimmy style movie, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need, need a bit more welly to it, but uh, yeah, it was okay. Anyway, that's it. That's the list. All right. Uh, right when we finished last week, um, the next day I watched Cult of Chucky. I just got right on it, and of course last night I reviewed some segments of it, so I was a little more fresh on them. Um, I was about to review some scenes the next day and accidentally put on Curse of Chucky, <laughs> also on Netflix. And uh, I just let it play. I'm like, okay, you know what? We're going to, we're going to watch this. Yeah. Uh, I liked it more than I thought I would. So maybe there's, maybe Chucky's more okay than I remembered. Um, I I do remember the movies being just sort of mean spirited as, as people say, Uh, you know, maybe that was like part two and three or I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like the first three much. Yeah, like the first one was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, fine. So it's this hideous little doll, and it's kind of like a Cabbage Patch Kid, and it's possessed and killing people. You know, and, and that was not a new idea, but it was done differently. Uh, anyway, so Gerald's Game, which was um, mm. you know, a Netflix original, which based on the Stephen King novella. And, or I don't know, maybe that was it's a full a novel. novel. Is it a full yeah. novel? Mm-hmm. I never read it, so I don't remember... Um, I remember people reading it, but I never actually went to Yeah, I'd given up on Mr. King by that time. (laughs) Um, This one, it seems seems like they, again, not having read the book, um, it seems like they did a good job of a a Stephen King story, but I I don't know how well they followed the book. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. I was able to stay with it, and it is kind of like, Woman handcuffed to a bed for most of the movie. How are they going to do something with that? Mm-hmm. You know, make it really work. But they do through a series of her watching the dialogue between, you know, sort of her alter ego and her dead husband's alter ego. Mm. You know, they're they're sort of 
advising her and sort of mocking her at times and uh, giving her advice or pointing out shortcomings or foolish things that she's done. Uh, and that's one of the ways they move move you through like this amount of time that she's handcuffed to the bed with her husband lying on the floor dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew the premise of this going into it without, again, not having read it. Um, plenty of people talked about it back in the day. And I want to say it was early 90s, early to mid 90s when this uh, book came out. I could be wrong on that. I want to say it was like somewhere around 93, 94. Anyway, um, so I watched that. Uh, I do recommend it if you... Um, if you've been disappointed by Stephen King adaptations before, this one uh, seems like a good one um, for all I know. But at least in and of itself is, is a, it's fun. It's fun and watchable as far as these kinds of stories go. Uh, Night of the Living Dead again. Um, I wasn't sure what was going on. I knew it wasn't the restoration, but it looked like it was a better version of it on uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime. It's like 50th year anniversary, blah, blah, blah. This is from, you know, some negative blah, blah, blah. And so I said, okay, well, let's see if it looks any better. It looked better than the bad copies, but it looked about the same as the average copies. So so I watched it because I always do. I love that movie. I am prepared to go out for the 4K restoration, which I think opens tonight here in town. That's it. Yeah, it should be the rest of the month, I'm sure. But, but the 4K restoration, um, a la Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. is, uh, is touring, and it's here in Denver. It's here in Denver? Oh. Uh-huh. And, um, and I'll, I'll go see it a second time if it's that good, yeah. if it's that much better. Night of the Demon, which we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier, 1957. I watched that. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful black and white movie. Mm-hmm. You know, great direction, all of that. Um, I was listening to uh, the Watch the Skies podcast, and uh, uh, there's a gentleman on there who, um, as a guest, was the uh, writer-director of some um, documentaries, which are available on Amazon. One of them is The Mothman of Point Pleasant, and I watched that and enjoyed it. It was mm-hmm. kind of the, you know explaining all the mythology of the, um, the Mothman which if you it was Kevin Costner wasn't it the, the Mothman yes, prophecies the Mothman prophecies yeah i remember watching that going oh, i want more from this than what i'm getting yeah i, I vaguely remember yeah well, yeah. yeah it was I pretty i think that's all anyone could say about that movie <laughs> there's a I've... town with a bridge i vaguely yeah. remember that movie <laughs> that's there's something that's supposed to scare you that doesn't quite <laughs> but this was this was better because it kind of gave you a lot of the history it's like so this is not a new thing mm-hmm. it's been going on for a long time and they give some different theories on what it is and what it wants. Uh, so that's worth a watch if you have um, Amazon Prime or oh, okay. Amazon. Yeah, I'll watch that one. Yeah. Um, and then I watched a documentary also on Amazon uh, called Monster Madness, The Golden Age of the Horror Film. This came out in 2014. It was mostly universal. Um, in fact, I think it was all universal. Um, but it was great. It, it uh, gave you a lot of background into like, what was going on with the studio and, and uh, some of the history and how these horror movies are getting made. Then I watched The Mummy from 1932, the Boris Karloff one. Oh, I thought maybe you watched the Tom Cruise one again. No, twice was more than enough. Three times is it charm. The third time it all clicks. It all makes sense. It's, it's yeah. better than Inception. 
the uh, the nineteen thirty <laughs> the nineteen thirty two mummy was way better than I remembered from my last viewing, which was probably you know six, six or eight years ago, ten years ago. I don't know. Twenty years ago. Yeah, well, same, same here. It's good to go back to it. Yeah, it is. It's worth rewatching that because I remember being a little bored by it because I wanted the shuffling and the strangling to happen a lot earlier. I remember the last film. What was it? Back to Will. I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. Uh, then I watched a short because, like I told you guys, I was going to have some of these ready. Although I exceeded the number that I would go through in a week, um, some of them were two in one day. So I said, all right, to fulfill the obligation, I watched like a really short one on uh, Shutter called Invaders. It's like a five or six minute little thing about these guys who are going to do a home invasion. And, you know, the setup, like when they're in the car, they're in some shitty AMC Pacer station wagon or something. And I think, oh, man, this is going to be interesting. They're, they're choosing which masks they're going to wear. And the guy puts on this big squirrel mask. And he's like, well, you know, I brought one of these along, too. And he's there with a gun in his hand. And he's talking with a squirrel mask on. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be interesting. And then they settle on these paper pilgrim masks and then head up to the house. And I won't ruin it since it's five minutes long. Mm. Uh, but they just have these paper cutout pilgrim masks. And they're ready to home invade on Thanksgiving. Huh. So... Um, yeah. Oh, and there's the helicopter that, that, that guy that was on the loose last night must still be on the loose. Mm. They're like, oh, good. It's night. We can search for him with our spotlight now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Invaders, that was what I've watched since last time, except a non-horror movie, Baby Driver, which, uh, I enjoyed. <laughs> uh, it had this, uh, young actor, <clears throat> Ansel Elgort played. Who plays the baby. He plays the baby. <laughs> Uh, directed by Edgar Wright. But who, do they explain how he drives? Well, he sits on a bunch of phone books. Now, you okay. think in 2017 there aren't phone books anymore, but there still are. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, no, they'll produce phone books till the end of time. Yeah, they will. And they'll which, leave them on your doorstep. Which may be coming soon. <laughs> I hate to think about it. But yeah. Oh, come yeah. on, Super Volcano. I got yeah. all my money on the Super Volcano <laughs> going off before Trump nukes us all. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Because I look for the positive in life. And, you know, uh, I'm going to win 100 bucks. So who do you think is going to launch the nuke first? The guy with the shitty hairdo, the fat face, and the tiny penis? Yes. I think so, too. Right on to the super volcano, I'm hoping. Ah, All right. So (laughs) let's talk about something more fun. I remember my last film. Oh, oh, yeah. The Similars. How did you like The Similars? The Similars was like watching a Saturday Night Live skit that, that I didn't quite get the joke of. And it kept going. And it kept going. Because it's late in the show and they got to fill time. Yeah. <laughs> now, the, phys- the physical gag that I talked about, did you enjoy that? Yeah, I did. When it started happening to women and babies. And babies. <laughs> but that was what felt like. Do I not get this? Well, I felt I like... I kind of get this. Did I, everybody in Mexico in 1968 look like that? Is that the joke? Well, I think what it was is they were all turning into uh, the same revolutionary dude. Um, I read up on it a little bit afterward. I'm like, I feel like there's some like there's some gag I'm not getting here. With yeah, They all look like a fixed twin. No, but it's kind of like that. Where the, where, it starts out, um, it's a rainy, it's real heavy rain, and they're in a bus station somewhere in Mexico. And this guy's trying to get a hold of his wife, who's in the hospital giving birth. 
and he talks to a lady who had a fight with her boyfriend, correct? I think that's what it was. And there's also an old lady in the bus station who's speaking some native tongue that they don't translate. Some dialect they don't get. Yeah. Um, And then there's the old bus driver. And then a woman shows... No, a student shows up. And then a woman shows up with her kid who's ill. And it turns into kind of the Twilight Zone episode where Billy Moomy wishes everybody into the cornfield. But also an alien invasion movie with a joke kind Mm -hmm. of thrown in. So it felt like if maybe I was Mexican... I might enjoy this more, but it it was more of this just weird feel. Like I kind of liked what they were going for. Kind of didn't. I kind of tired of the faded print and the and the fake junk on this on the yeah. print. Um, so you felt like there was some cultural in joke for Mexico that that I wasn't getting. Yeah, and and I read, <clears throat> I read up on a little bit of it. A little bit on it afterward. Um, of course, this is now two weeks ago, and I don't remember what they said. But there was some sort of a uh, um, a social and cultural thing uh, from that era that they wanted to talk about. And it's a young director. Like the writing and directing was done by somebody in their like late twenties, like twenty seven. Mm. So it's not something they would remember from the sixties or early seventies yeah, okay. or whatever. It was set in what sixty eight or seventy three or okay, so sixty eight. Yeah, they wouldn't remember it because they weren't born yet. Yeah, and I know there were a lot of protests in Mexico in the 60s. Yeah. A whole lot of student protests, and I know they touch on that, and they talk about it, but I've spoiled it. Uh, I'll bleep it. Wasn't the, wasn't the student. So I kind of felt like if everybody, if you made a film about some people trapped in a bus station in 1992, and they all Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like, okay, that's kind of funny. And then you use that to talk about something from the 90s, but mm-hmm. you're really talking about today. But being outside that culture, you don't understand any of it. So, right. Which I kind of like. I mean, I wish I could watch more American movies and not have any idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> not that I don't, but. <laughs> it does happen still. Well, I think it's, I think it's worth, uh, reading some of the backstory like why this was written the way it was. I spent more time looking at the differences between Chucky unrated and Chucky on Netflix. <laughs> so you watched you watched both versions? No, I only watched the one. Which one? The Netflix one? The Netflix one cuz yeah. it was most easily available. Um I feel like maybe I didn't like it because I should have heeded Jolien's warning and watched the unrated version. Well, uh, at the same time, I've read that the difference is only a minute, and I can't imagine that it'd make a lot more sense than it did. Although at the same time, I liked how little sense the Chucky movie made. Um, well, this is the seventh one. So, what is your what's your history so far with Chucky? I've watched all the Chucky's except Curse of Chucky. Okay. Um, Which I stumbled upon and watched by accident. I remember watching Seed of Chucky whenever it came out. 
a zillion years ago, and it was terrible. It okay. was insane, terrible, and kind of sci-fi channel movie quality, as okay. I remember. So does this look and feel like they're getting it back on track as far as... As far as you can get something like Chucky on a track, I guess. Right. Um, this movie felt like it was a lot of setup for a sequel. <laughs> Like, hey, we're going to tell you a story, but we're also going to put it... We're going to tell you a story, but we're only going to tell you a little tiny bit about it, or, you know... It, yeah, I, I felt there were there there were foundations for a sequel being laid. Yeah, there's a hidden scene at the very end in the unrated version. That's, yeah, that's what I read. But I won't spoil it. Okay. Well, let's not spoil it then. Uh, Mainly because I feel like if I had seen it, I wouldn't know what it was. So, did you watch the early, the earliest ones, the the first two or three, <coughs> on uh, VHS back in the day? Oh yeah, um, Child's Play. I have fond memories of the first Child's Play because my cousin told me every detail of it. Uh-huh. Not that I was forbidden to see Child's Play, but for whatever reason, I wasn't going to. Th- theater to see child's play but he did and he told me every line line for line and it made child's play like one of the greatest horror movies ever um well maybe it was a situation like like when i was a kid star wars like everybody had seen it everybody was raving about it and i think our family was a little low on money at the time and my folks probably didn't understand the cultural significance the importance of seeing something like star wars and uh, their generation was kind of like, ah, it'll be on TV soon enough. Uh-huh. Which it wasn't. It was it was on cable finally a few years later, but it might have been that same kind of thing for you. Yeah, I think that was probably it. I didn't go to a whole lot of movies, and if I did, and I was young enough, you usually had to go with a parent. Yeah. Um, Child's Play probably would have been like the cusp of that age. Where right. I still had to drag a parent to, especially if it was... I mean, our theater was not strict on our ratings yeah they, um, they wanted they wanted to put butts in seats yeah they didn't care whatever yeah and you're paying okay all right so the popcorn's over there yeah you want to see scarface okay <laughs> i didn't go see scarface but uh i did see robocop and that was pretty hard r no matter what that app thinks there is such a movie there is i swear i tell everybody but they think Man, wouldn't that be a great movie where you're trying to convince people that some movie like Robocop existed, but it's like, no, what are you talking about? No. So I, there was some kids in art school that uh, one of them asked about, this was like right about the time IMDb started and they were asking about some film and she had seen it in third grade or something. And it was a kid's film, and it made no sense, of course, because you were calling it a kid's film as a kid from, yeah. you know, like a number of years ago. So I'm sure the movie didn't make any sense anyway. Right. And then you're just fragmented childhood memories of it. But somebody in class remembered it, and they couldn't remember the title, though. But she was so validated that somebody finally remembered it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, there's there's one from, I must have been thirteen or fourteen. There was, there was one horror movie that was on, that uh, my older brother and I were scaring our little brother with it somehow. Uh, you know, we kept teasing him that this guy in the movie was going to get him, and I can't think of what it was, but it was somebody who was supposed to be dead who gets reanimated, 
and it was the movie was probably from the 60s and uh maybe 70s i don't know it could have been an early 70s movie but it it felt like something from the um you know it could have been a hammer movie it yeah could have been something with vincent price that wasn't a hammer movie but it, it was weird uh to, to like really specifically remember you know one scene in the movie but no details about it anymore oh, enough yeah. years have gone by it's like god if i could just think of that and Describe it to Jolie and even mm. know it. Oh, that's... But Yeah, but that's not what happened. But you don't remember enough of it. Well, yeah. it wasn't a zombie movie, but it, but someone did get brought back to life, and the dude was old. That's mm. all I can remember. So uh, so your history with the Chucky movies was you did see them pretty early. Yeah. Uh, you liked them at first? I think I saw Chucky, too, in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I liked Chucky, because he was, as I was telling my wife... Chucky was funny and the kills were gross. Yeah. And that's all you cared about in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. He, was, he was a little asshole. <laughs> he was a little asshole. And, you know. I, um, I like when he got a little Bobby or whatever his name was in trouble at school because he wrote, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> on his homework. Alex. Alex. Andy. 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 That's what it was because Andy's in this movie. Yes. Andy is the kid. Yeah. So. Who's in this movie. No, it's great. He's. The teacher was like not gonna believe him or understand anything yeah. about that. You know, he's acting up. Something's wrong. Is there trouble at home? No, nope. it's Chucky. Chucky yeah. did it. So, um, Julian, what's your history with the Chucky movies? Uh, well, I didn't like the first three. Um, didn't like the first five or six as much as you liked the seventh one. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like the seventh one. They finally uh, got I, it I liked, right. Uh, you know, the ones with Jennifer Tilly, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she was fun once they added her. Because I don't remember two, and I know I saw two and three, and I don't remember mm. anything about yeah, they them. They just felt like another you know, <clears throat> franchise yeah. maniac. Yeah. You know, cracking jokes when he kills people. Just, yeah. He was pretty tired. Yeah, they were following that Freddy Krueger model of uh, let's mm-hmm. you know, let's make it uh, wisecracking and you know smart-alecky and gory yeah yeah it's like yeah we have, we have a guy who does that yeah and i wasn't that excited about right and it's not serious either. it's not the first uh you know, possessed doll running around doing evil mm-hmm. doll shit either you know that that's been done before as well um talkie tina on uh, the twilight zone episode from uh the one with telly savalas in it yeah talkie tina um oh what what was the one from uh Oh, Trilogy of Terror. I can't think of the name of the, the story, but... The Zuni doll. Yeah, that one. Um, but that story of of the three in that little trilogy, uh, that was from, what, the late 70s? Mid-70s? Yeah, crazy stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 75-ish. Yeah. yeah. So it, it wasn't a new idea. I think they just put a lot more effort into making the doll look really just stupid and silly and then turn, like, straight-up evil. So it's kind of a cool idea to... Well, know. he was based on my buddy. Yeah, he looked was, just like my buddy. Yeah, which was all over the airwaves. I don't remember anyone ever having one of those, but I remember the ads were constant. <laughs> With that stupid my jingle? Buddy. Yeah. My buddy and me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they came up with a kid's sister, too, and that was another one that played all the time. So I think that played into the into the Chucky. Like, I don't think you could have gotten away with that today if there was a toy and you made it, you know, 
I don't know, toys now, but for <laughs> kids or anything cool. But Well, whatever superhero movie, that's their toys now. Yeah, you know, whatever kids are into, if you made a slight knockoff for a horror movie, I think they'd probably sue you. Yeah, like a Minecraft key- creature or something. Yeah, my Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah. Oh, God. An evil Tickle Me Elmo would be great. Helmo. Yeah, Helmo. You heard it here first. <laughs> Helmo. It's a cross between Hellboy and Elmo. This really big buff Elmo with like one giant arm. Horn sawn no, off. No, I think just an Elmo that stabs people. <laughs> All gangly and silly. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. I want to see him walking because that's my favorite part of any Chucky movie is to see his tiny cute shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I laugh every time I see his tiny feet. I don't know why. <laughs> They're so adorable. Or when his little baby hands hold a knife. Yeah. <laughs> so, you did you, Jolene, when you went into this one, were you expecting nothing? Or... Yeah, pretty low expectations. I, mean, I thought it might be fun. <clears throat> yeah. The look of it was great, though, wasn't yeah. it? Like the. All of the uh, all of the shots just look gorgeous. Yeah, like the exteriors. <coughs> yeah, I was I was really and, and like the human drama is good. You know, you get quite involved in what happens with the characters. Yeah, you you get uh, some of like Andy is is uh, still uh, you know troubled by all of this and he's still haunted by it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think his date was right. The second you hear there's a murderous doll involved. You just just get out. Yeah. Just there's no ties there, you know. I was sad to see a nurse died in this because the second she saw trouble, she was like, "I'm going home." Yeah. Yeah. She takes her badge off and is like, "Later." <laughs> this is. Way... I don't know how she died later, but I. She was I'm guessing. She had a drill or a knife sticking out she of her. She had a drill in her. Yeah. You know. Um, and that was it. Was kind of a sexy nurse uniform. It was totally a sexy nurse uniform. Do you think that was at the behest of the pervy doctor guy? Like, oh well, here's the uniform you have to wear. Mm. Perhaps I just always assume it's the director. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figure I am a pervert and a director. Yeah, that's going to be the costume design. Let's see. Let's go down the list here. Pervert check. Director check. Okay, that's me. Um, <laughs> So, uh, someone with my qualifications is going to help choose the wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah, get rid of all those actual... I'll have a pervy doctor in the script, though, so I can blame it on, you know, yeah. story. Yeah, Scape- It's necessary to, for the story, for yeah. the shower scene. Nurses wear scrubs now. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's my public service you know announcement. What? <laughs> they need to wear mini skirts and, and knee-high leather boots i'm just saying you know it makes the whole being sick or injured thing a lot more pleasant mm-hmm. so so you went into it with with low to no expe- expectations and you were surprised yeah yeah how about you well i wasn't surprised because you told me it was good mm. and i thought oh there's no way Julian's like mr chucky movie so <laughs> this must be good and so i went into it knowing it was not going to suck uh a couple of them, and I couldn't say which ones. A couple of them were disappointing to me, and uh, I remember the first one, but that was a long time ago. Going, oh, okay, this is something different. It looks like a, a my buddy or a Cabbage Patch kid or something, and it's, it's possessed and it's evil and it's yeah. 
Um, I remember it was maybe the second or third one where they go back to the doll factory. Yeah. And it's like the equipment's all ready to run at night or it's already running when they get there. That seemed kind of not plausible. Like, do they really need to have multiple shifts to make enough of these My Buddy dolls? Yes. Apparently. Like, and, and here's another thing. Uh, bold choice, uh, if you're going to produce, like, mass produce a doll, that you're going to make it a redhead doll. Mm-hmm. Because people aren't very kind to redhead people. Uh, kind of noticed. Name Chucky. Yeah. The name doesn't help either. So, um, all that being said, uh, I enjoyed it too. And, um, will you not so much? It was all right. I enjoyed parts of it. Uh, at the same time, I felt like it was three separate movies slapped together and didn't really cohere. I felt a lot of it was maybe I'm missing something cause I missed curse of Chucky, but probably not. Not, not really. I mean, you, you meet some characters, but. I don't think it really plays into this Neek one a lot. Neek is in that one, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I don't think other than her getting blamed for a bunch of shit and being sent to the asylum, I think other than that, there's not a lot of groundwork for this movie that's late, is there? Yeah. Oh, I, I could follow I it and I didn't remember previous yeah. events. Okay, I mean, I just yeah. just assumed histories of various characters. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what you have to do. Yeah, it works It works <clears throat> as a standalone movie. I don't mm-hmm. think you need any of the previous six movies to make this one work. Like, you could tell somebody, hey, you know that evil doll movie series you hear about? Well, watch this one. Since you haven't watched those ones, just watch this one, see if it makes sense. And I think someone watching it could say, oh, oh most yeah, certainly. Yeah. But I don't, you know, they maybe that's don't... what I mean. If you had watched the previous ones, I don't think it would have made it make any more sense it wouldn't add to or take away from this one i don't think now knowing that the actor is the same actor who played the little boy as a little boy for andy uh i don't know if you knew that or not yeah but the guy so he's got chucky's head in a safe <laughs> yeah and this thing is all just beaten and and it's got screws sticking out of it and big stitches on it and like part of the head's missing and the brain is hanging out and he just takes it out whenever he's had a rough day and tortures it. <laughs> yeah. Was the joint smoking scene uh, a jump scare? Did it work? It worked for Gene. Oh, I good. knew he was going to bite. Yeah. I was like, no, he's going to bite you. You're, you're going to let Chucky take a hit off your joint? I mean, maybe. He might feel good. He might relax. He might enjoy himself. If you're that hateful toward Chucky, then you're not going to give him a hit. I don't know why you don't just get rid of it. Well, that's the thing. Can he just throw it in a furnace? Yeah. If he wants to keep it around to torture it? I mean... Because it, <clears throat> it did horrible things to him? I mean, shouldn't he just take it and have it studied by scientists? <laughs> no, I think he should just burn it. Be done with it. <clears throat> yeah, because <clears throat> after following your rule of cut the head off, yeah, that didn't work. So you have to burn it. That's the next rule. <laughs> that's, that's, that's part... That's part A, subsection to rule. Uh huh. Yeah. To rule number one, cut the head off. Cut the head off, and then you know if uh, if that doesn't stop it, you have to burn it. Yeah, that's what they taught us in Scouts. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah we Whenever got that too. when I got my supernatural badge, <laughs> battling supernatural forces. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got uh, I've got this thing here that says that that Rotten Tomatoes, uh, based on fourteen reviews. It's at almost a seven out of ten. 
which for a horror movie is pretty good because there's always a certain amount of people who watch a horror movie and then rate it and they don't like horror movies at all. So mm. when you see something, you like back when Netflix still had like the five star rating, you had to add a star just because it was horror. So if it got two stars, you could figure it's three. If it got three, you could figure it was four. Oh, that's kind. Of, I mean, I always kind of figured like you had to correct for that because people are like, oh yeah, great, we'll watch this. It's like, oh, people are getting killed and there's scary stuff happening. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, the the torture scene, the the head torturing scene, I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. It's like it's just see, it seemed a little outlandish. Oh, the whole movie was super outlandish. <laughs> Wait a minute, now you're telling me that a movie with a possessed doll is outlandish? Well, everything it wasn't based in any reality. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. There's the the plausibility is out the window. Like the second the opening credits yeah. roll, mm-hmm. which is like, what what did we say that was seemed? Uh... <clears throat> oh no, it was during the 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 babysitter there's an explosion in that movie and gene was like well, that seems a little unrealistic I'm like yeah this movie you know the 15 gallons of blood that pumped out of that guy's head when he got stabbed yeah, yeah. you were on board with that but but not this explosion but not the explosion that's taken me right out of the film yeah the babysitter yeah so we both watched that um, yeah that's that's a recommend. I think it's I think, I think it it's was fun. A recommend. It was fun. It was a, you know, it was a light nothing. Yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of cute and adorable at places, and you're like, oh, you're starting to root for this kid, and he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna do something. It's gonna be great, and then shit shit gets really weird. Julian, you haven't seen the Babysitter. No. Yeah, you should watch this one. I think you'll enjoy <laughs> it. It sounds awesome. Yeah, it's like it's stupid fun. Is what it is. Uh, I don't know if there's another way to put it. Um, it's not your Transformers. Yeah. Oh, or well. one of your intellectual pursuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might accidentally stumble upon a two-star movie here with this thing. Oh. No, I think I think it's a oh, solid it 3.25. It was a B. Yeah. There you go. It's a solid B. It was a solid B. It was, you turned in a movie that was a solid B. Yeah. You did well. You did well enough. <laughs> so, so, Jolie, what were your favorite scenes in uh, the uh, Cult of Chucky? Uh, I really liked Fiona Dorif. Uh, so, anytime she was on screen, yeah, uh, she did and really I, well. And I love the I love the scene where it's like the the three Chuckies. Yeah. Uh, that was a good scene. <laughs> I really liked the decapitation scene. It felt very. Argento-esque mm-hmm. when the ceiling fell in on that person. Oh, yeah. 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 The um, the doctor getting his face stomped, though, it seemed like his face was made out of cake. Yeah, that was a little, that was a little more difficult to watch. Yeah, it was pretty gross, mm-hmm. but it was also not Not the most... real. Like, his, yeah, his head caved in pretty quick. I don't know how fast it head caves in, but <clears throat> it seemed a tad unrealistic. Yeah. I had bought the movie up into that point with the three dolls and the possession. So did, did, did they, on the cut version, did they show the whole, like the drill through the back of the head? Uh-huh. Yeah, it comes out the eye. Yeah, yeah, there was, as far as I could tell, not having watched either movie, the only difference was the end credits scene that was on the unrated version. Huh. Although they talked about it being gorier. Um, that drill scene 
I don't see how you could make it any gorier. It was through his head. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Out his eye. They didn't seem to cut away. Yeah, with the face stomping and and the head drilling. And the decapitation in slow motion. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I kind of, I watched it and I thought, well, I don't know where where they would have lost a lot other than just extending the scenes. But But it's evidently only a minute of film time and that sounds like it's all the uh, end credit scene. Yeah, I mean, I... I, Where Thanos shows, oh, I fucked it up. Oh, man. Thanos and Chucky are appearing in the next movie, people. So... Did you like Andy's choice to hide a gun inside a Chucky doll? Yeah. Why was Chucky all fleshy inside? I think once there's some transubstantiation that happens, once the uh, once he goes Abu Snalu Snalik blah blah blah, yeah. I think once he does that whole bit, I think it just turns into flesh and blood. Oh, okay. Because that one took his arm off and didn't seem to. It just popped out. Yeah, he like, just like a had doll arm. Doll arm. Yeah. And others, I know Chucky got his head ripped open and he stitched himself back up. He didn't seem like he was filled with poop and goo. Yeah. <laughs> I did like, like a real person. I did like the uh, the fact that the one girl tries to commit suicide and he sews her back up. Yeah. And then goes kills a different girl. What a dick. <laughs> then he writes Chucky did it in the blood pool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was great. It's, it's like he can't let anything go. No. Yeah, so he he splits himself amongst three dolls and a living woman. And, uh-huh. and then one of the dolls gets completely taken out. Are the other two still kicking or do they get taken out too? There's at least one that's sitting in the in the waiting room at the end with a couple of dead bodies waiting for the authorities to show up. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of this too. Then one, I don't know, I guess one jumped into Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Yeah. And then ends up with Jennifer Tilly leaving the place. Yeah. So there should be at least two dolls left inside, but I could only account for one. I don't remember where, I don't quite remember what the other doll, what happened. Do you remember, Julian? No. I lost track, honestly. There yeah, were just too it many seemed Chuckies. like they left. It seemed like one of the Chuckies disappeared at the end, but I don't know what happened to him. He went in the vent. Because the one with the haircut got killed. Yeah. Cause by Andy. Yeah, Andy cut his hair to make sure that he could tell which one it was. Yeah. And that's where he's got the gun hidden inside. Hmm. Yeah. And he knows that the doll has not been brought to life by Charles Lee Ray. It's That's his name, right? Charles Lee Ray? Yeah. Um, was it this one that gave the backstory with the, with, the, uh, with the home the home movie footage, or was that Curse of Chucky? That must have been Curse. curse. It, it was, okay. Because they, they did some de-aging thing on um, Brad Dourif, and they show him in some, like, family picnic uh backyard party or something and he's in the home movies and uh and i'm thinking well he's definitely weird and he's definitely creepy why is he a family friend <laughs> i'm just trying to figure that one out because he's just a great guy you know <laughs> well, every family's got that one friend that you know 
help you hide a body or murder your kids or something, right? I would, I would get it if, if they were to say he's a creepy neighbor, but he was supposed to be like a family friend. Yeah. I just and didn't, you're like, didn't buy it. Why? Yeah. So uh, that's how he got on going after their family in the first place because he was a family friend. I think creepy neighbor would have worked out better. Like, God, we're having another backyard thing and he's here. Oh, there's just, Chucky. Yeah. There's, oh, God. Just let himself it. in through the gate again. Great. Hey, you want a hot dog, Charles? So. That's the kind of guy who would get killed in a shootout with the police and die in front of a doll and have his soul transferred into said doll. And the doll would run a series of films. Yeah. For at least two, three decades. Yeah. What this, a son of a bitch. At this point, there are millennials calling this like an oldie or a classic or it something. It is an oldie. It's a total is in oldie. Decade, yeah. yeah. Good God, is it really? <laughs> That's just inexcusable. We need some new ideas, man. No new ideas. All uh, old ideas. Constantly rehashed. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I I printed out a synopsis here, but I don't think we need to refer to it. I think we remember most of the most of the good stuff. Um, as far as recommending it, I mean, I think we covered like what happens in the movie. Um, do you sure, re- why not? What else have you got going on? <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, listeners? <laughs> what else you got going? You got an hour and a half to kill. You got Chucky to see. Yeah. Why not? He's got a couple of nice looking shots in this do you like chucky has a couple funny lines do you like recreational substances i liked when uh chucky was hiding in the doctor's office and you could see his little feet sticking out from the curtain (laughs) and i wish they had done that more of the movie where he didn't kill anyone in the scene he doesn't even appear but you realize chucky's always hiding he's always he's always nearby he's always listening Oh, he hides from a little girl in uh, Curse of Chucky in some, yeah. some cool ways. So if, if, if you're feeling I'll a probably, lack... I'll probably watch Curse of Chucky. It's on Netflix, man. I told Jean we would. She didn't seem uh, too thrilled with that. <laughs> Especially after the... She's not been a fan of the Chucky series. And little <laughs> creepy dolls are creepy. Yeah. I'm not a fan of dolls, killer dolls. No. No, I, I I would say action figures that come to life. Uh, have you ever seen Small Soldiers? Mm-hmm. My my nephew, who's now grown up, uh, he loved that movie when he was little. He would, oh, I he can would, imagine. Watch I it read two or three times a day. Some Stephen King short story about little soldiers like that, little toy soldiers attacking someone. Yeah. Um, probably in the third grade in some little magazine, and oh my God, I've must have read that story a zillion times um, also uh, Extro have you seen that one Extro there's a scene where like a what you call a G.I. Joe mm-hmm. we'd call it an action man yeah it comes to life and becomes like full sized oh wow human sized no I've not seen that that sounds really interesting mm. I was kind of waiting for that to happen in this movie. It was that they'd have some sort of life-size, I mean, whatever that means, life-size, but like... A jumbo Chucky? Adult-size jumbo Chucky would appear at some point. Like the size of a Bob's big boy? Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or maybe in the next one, they can have one the size of the steak puff marshmallow man. Mm. Clear your mind. Clear your mind. <laughs> I thought of Chucky from the Child's Play series. <laughs> Only huge. Only huge. You moron. <laughs> I'm going to stomp your face in like a cake. <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about what to watch next week, did we? No. Damn no. it. Um well, maybe we'll luck out and we'll see that 4K restoration of Night of the Living Dead. All right. Even though we've covered the movie, we did an original versus remake, but there's going to be um, restored footage. Um, if that comes up and we're all able to see it, we could do that. Any other suggestions? Any other ideas? Um, no. Okay. Well, let's let's uh, let's lean toward that. If that can't happen, then uh, maybe we can post something on Facebook and Instagram to warn our listeners what we're going to actually talk about. Um, yeah, I think we, uh, we couldn't say much more about Chucky except, you know, give it a shot, you know? It was better than The Mummy. You know, when you can say a Chucky movie is better than <laughs> it's something that they put like $379 million into. Yeah, Chucky looked good. Yeah. Um, the exterior shots of the asylum were yeah. really nice. The interiors looked great. I don't know if it was a soundstage or a set, but... Uh, I think it must have been a set. Only the exteriors were somewhere in North Dakota or something. Manitoba, Canada. Oh. That's... Or, I'm sorry, Winnipeg in Manitoba, Canada. Okay. But that's... City, province, country. Like the <laughs> Canadian North Dakota, I understand. Well, I, All of Canada is the gonna, North Dakota. I was going to say, Canada is the North Dakota of countries. <laughs> It's always, you know, <laughs> pretty much cold. <laughs> That's uh, not fair. Rural, cold. We have listeners in Winnipeg. Not anymore. Well, we did <laughs> till just this instant. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you called us. You called us North Dakota. <laughs> oh well. They we wish didn't. they could be North Dakota. <laughs> Y'all want to be a bunch of Nodaks? You sure? Nodaks. Yeah. The Nodax versus the Sodax. Man. There's a joke there that um, the people from North Dakota were throwing sticks of dynamite over the border at people in South Dakota. And they were lighting them and throwing them back. <laughs> I think that's how I heard it. Oh, <laughs> uh, and you're saying all of Canada's that way. No, I'm not. <laughs> that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying they're not like that. So, uh, you know. We could stick our feet in our mouths, right? But, but yeah, we'd still be whatever. doing. We'd still be doing better than the president. <clears throat> mm, that's another high bar. <laughs> like the new daughter. <laughs> the new. He's the new daughter of presidents. <laughs> he's not even that. He's dark signal or whatever that last piece of crap I watched was. <laughs> oh shit. Well, that's a good place to probably wind it yeah, down. Yeah, let's um, just stop it right there. So all right. If we're still around this next week. Then, and the uh, Canadians haven't gotten to yeah. us? If all of this isn't dust. <laughs> yeah. The super volcano or the Canadians, mm -hmm. which one's going to get us first? Yeah. Just be radioactive giant killer dolls roaming the blasted countryside. Man. Yeah, if the Great Pumpkin doesn't kill us, man, I don't know who will. All right, well... Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> it's not Halloween yet, but happy Halloween all month. And stay off the moors.